ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Three Man Wee's Best Bets show here on the Field of 68. We are, of course, sponsored by our friends at uh, Bet Rivers. I am Jim Root, your host today, joined by Kai McEwen, Matthew Cox, the rest of the Weave. It is not a huge slate. Of course, there are only 14 games. That's okay. Where This is the calm before the storm, Mr. McEwen. We've mm. got big-time college hoops tomorrow, arguably the best day of the entire season. But let's talk past real quick before we look ahead. Any takeaways from yesterday or even Wednesday? I will give you Wednesday leeway because we do not have a show. What do you got for us? I got no takeaways. My only takeaway is, hey, the fellas had some wings last night. They were tasty. The weave gathered around with a few buddies. <laughs> had some brews. Had some wings. It was a good time. Great time. I'm excited for today's slate. Even more excited about tomorrow's map. But this one, we'll give it its due. We'll give it its due. Yeah, and a decent slate on Sunday as well. Kind of an yeah, odd yeah. shifting of schedule. There used to be a very clear pecking order by day of coolness of slate. Now it's kind of changing, it feels like. Um, but yeah, enjoy Wings last night. Don't feel great today, as I'm sure neither of you do as well. Um, but yeah, kind of hunkering down here for the the uh, the gorgeous slate that awaits us tomorrow. Matt, I had a glorious hour of physical therapy this morning. I feel wonderful. The wings sat perfectly in my stomach, ready to rock. Uh, Hey, shout out to Jake Stevens. He was fantastic for Chattanooga last night. And I will uh, acquiesce to Pat Taylor's request. Louisville, they are 1-0 in their last one games. So (laughs) shout out to the Cards. Got got a big win on Wednesday. Looking for a winning streak tomorrow. We'll discuss that uh, on tomorrow's show. But let's get into tonight. Start with the headliner of the evening. That would be Creighton headed to Marquette. Man, Kai, I if you told me before the season that the market would say these teams are equal on a neutral floor, I would have said you're crazy. Yep. You are insane. <clears throat> Why don't you get into an asylum, Kai? I'm sick of your ramblings. But that's what we're being told here. Marquette minus three at home. Whew, what do you think? Yeah, Kalkbrenner likely out. Um, Creighton still not, not the same, or excuse me, clearly not the same without him. Uh, but Having said that, this is still a really good team, Matt, in my opinion, Creighton. They've lost five straight. That's a fact. But two of those losses, they were an underdog. It was Arizona and Texas. Creighton covered both. Last game against Arizona State, Fred King stepped up tremendously in Kalkbrenner's stead, 16-11. and 11. He's averaging four blocks now and two starts. That's something for them. Now, Marquette looks awesome. Their home court is really good. I think Creighton can handle the rock. I think they have multiple ball handlers to handle Marquette's press. Marquette's pressure in the half court as well. The question is, can King man the middle? Because Marquette has been excellent uh, scoring inside the arc this year. Top five in the country. Two-point field goal percentage. They score at will in the paint. I thought four was high. It's come down to three at Bet Rivers. Probably a more appropriate price. I still lean towards Creighton, though, here. I don't have three. I, my brain's all over the place in this one, Jim. So I'm just going to give a bunch of conflicting dynamics and ultimately I have no opinion here. Um, like, listening to McDermott, recently talks about how the schedule really caught up to them. And I think played a part in the recent demise on top of the call, the, the Kalk injury thing. Um, like it's the league opener, but they played Saturday and they played Monday. I'm a little worried about the schedule. Like that's three games in six days. It could be, have some, could have some weird legs as well. Um, Marquette at home, very real home court. We've talked about that before. So all that kind of leads me to think, man, this minus three is kind of a cheap price, but my gut was screaming Creighton, um, like yours was Kai initially. So I kind of let that deter me from laying the cheap bargain uh, price at minus three on the uh, the Golden Eagles gym. Yeah, I'm really surprised that this is minus three and Mar- uh, Creighton has taken money without Kalkbrenner uh, or or assumed without Kalkbrenner. 
they're plus 30 when he plays per 100 possessions. They're only plus six when he sits. Like I know Fred King has been really productive, but I mean, that's a 24 point swing. I think some of the things that are less evident in the box score, he's not as good at positioning the, his, his timing with roles and stuff uh, on offense. He's such an elite finisher. He's a perfect man. He's like big time wall up guy. He's become less of a like block four shots a game guy and more of a affect every kind of shot. He doesn't get in foul trouble. That's big time. I think his absence is going to be huge. I was all geared up. Probably preseason would have been home run like, oh, Shaka underdog spot here against Creighton. I still think they'll be up because it's a preseason Biggie's favorite. But uh, yeah, I, I wish I wish Marquette was an underdog. That would be great. Matt, you mentioned Creighton's uh, McDermott's comments about the schedule. Like I didn't even think about it like explicitly going Island back home rivalry game, Vegas right. two games, back Vegas, home now. Back to the West. Yeah, yep. like they've been kind of all over the place. It's been rough. Uh, so my number actually sort of leans Marquette because I'm not creating a lot without Kalkbrenner. I think he's super, super important. The sophomores aren't quite there yet, but uh, I'm not going to bet it. I'm going to stay away. Kind of like you guys. I I don't think Creighton's this bad. I think the sophomores will at some point stand up and have a really home run performance as a group. All right, let's stay in the Big East. We'll head to D.C. Georgetown hosting Xavier Xavier, about a 10, 10 and a half right now at Bet Rivers, 10 and a half point favorite. Totals come down a shred just a little bit. Matt, going to you first here. What do you think of the Muskies on the road in a Big East opener against the Georgetown team that hasn't won a Big East game in, who oh, checks notes, at least a year? Yeah, I don't think they're Gosh. getting it tonight, Jim, uh, but I think that it is competitive ish. And by competitive ish, I mean. <clears throat> they play within 11 points and they cover. I do like Georgetown tonight. I know their home value is basically like zero. They're basically giving away tickets for free. We've made jokes about that. Um, and it's been like a non-existent home court for years. But I think the reset of the first conference game will reinvigorate this team, which still is super talented. Like Brandon Murray, a cook, a cook. Uh, they have guys, you know, Wahab up front. And that's the key. Look at Wahab and a cook their length. I think that's, enough for me to prevent a complete bloodbath inside from Xavier's picks. Like I think Xavier's picks are better. They're going to probably have success. Georgetown's defense is completely discombobulated uh, structurally, but I think just the sheer talent and the roster, um, oomph, I guess on Georgetown coupled with the rest edge and the kind of reset mental, you know, light bulb, whatever you want to call it. I think that just gives me a gut, a visceral gut scream toward the Hoyas guy. Yeah, you don't see double-digit home dogs in conference play very often, hardly ever at all. You especially don't see it in power conferences. You especially don't see it in the first game. You especially don't see it with a team as talented as Georgetown. And I know Georgetown's coaching situation is terrible, but this team does have talent, like Matt said. If Ewing and his squad are not motivated today to, number one, restart their season after a bad start, and number two, bounce back from an 0-20 Big East slide last year, then they'll never be motivated, and they should fire him right after this game. Uh, This should be a max effort game for Georgetown. It is a coaching mismatch. Xavier's a much better team. I've watched both teams several times, but I think Georgetown hangs in double digits tonight. In fact, it's my best bet. Georgetown plus 10.5. I hate it, but I love it. Go Hoyas. Brave. I respect it, Kai. Uh, I got a a number that I think supports you, and I think will hopefully Mm. convince people that you're not crazy. Uh, Yeah, we know Georgetown's bad. Uh, and has been bad pretty frequently recently, but they're really good as an underdog. Georgetown plays up. Ewing gets them to play up his last 20 games as a double-digit favorite, which 
Georgetown's been a double-digit favorite more than 20 times in his tenure That's is incredible. bad in wow. itself. Yeah. But they're 14-5-1 against the number. Like, that is really good. They're near 75% as a double-digit dog. They play up. They're not going to get run out of the gym. You get the talent to play hard against a better opponent. I think we will see them, especially in a game with relatively big stakes. This isn't like they're 0-15. Like, the start of conference play, new season. Uh, I think it makes a lot of sense here to be on Georgetown. I'm backing you up there, Kai. Thanks, Jim. Yeah, they Appreciate they uh, they were basically tied with Texas Tech late in that second half. Like I think they you could see them getting down 15 early and then kind of mounting a stupid comeback. Like this has backdoor cover written all over I, it. Too. I, I kind of fear. I kind of fear it's the opposite. I feel like Georgetown's going to get a pretty big lead, and they just runs them away. At the end. We're going to be sweating yeah. the last four minutes. Well, yeah. they play one good half every game. You just don't know which half it'll right. Be. Right. So how bad will the bad <laughs> half be? That's what we're kind of yeah. hoping for. Hopefully here. not well, that bad. Last year, when they covered a bunch of double-digit dogs, it was getting down 25 and then backdooring. And, Garbage you know, time combat, yeah. By, yeah. That we'll was, take it again. Georgetown. Yeah, give That's it to the us. path. They all count There's the same. The path. They all count the same. All right, next one up. We're going to Olean, Florida Gulf Coast at St. Bonaventure. I was surprised to see St. Bonaventure, or excuse me, Gulf Coast taking money here, Kai. And here's why. Uh, Bonaventure's covered 11 straight games at home. They're in awesome home team fantastic mm-hmm. they're five and zero against the spread at home this year yep. this is a really short number to be covering i respect gulf coast i've backed them a couple times this year i think this number is too short i'm leaning pretty hard towards bonaventure considered it as a best bet but uh didn't quite make it that what do you think it's down to three so my uh my the four that i took today was anti-market um Same. I, i'm not totally surprised florida gulf coast is good everyone knows that they beat usc but you mentioned the bonnie's home record man five and oh almost a plus six cover margin at home. They're not beating terrible teams either. It's a tough place to play. They're very well coached. I know Florida Gulf Coast is very talented. I, I do like their coach as well, Pat Chambers, but it's a weird road trip. Matt, they're staying in the upper uh, upper state, upper New York state after this game, playing Canisius next week. I assume they're hanging out from today through Wednesday. I don't know. Yeah, going to Niagara Falls for seven yeah, days. Yeah, it might be. Uh, <laughs> the hornblower. Yeah, or the, the, what's the hornblower. I don't the, know the, the, the dueling Lady, tours. Lady of the Lake. What's I can't Lady remember the, the US. There's side. a US one and a Canada one. They do the same tour. Anyway, okay, back to your analysis. Bonnie's <laughs> the much better defensive team in this game. I think they can find success at home. Both teams are due for a little shooting regression. Bonnie's their opponents, the fifth worst three point percentage in the country. Florida Gulf Coast, their their opponents, excuse me, the tenth worst worst free throw percentage in the country. I'd probably call that wash, whatever. I don't pay attention to that too much. I like the Bonnie's here, Matt. Minus three. Definitely. It seems to, I actually kind of like Florida Gulf Coast gut. I'm just a big fan of Pat Chambers and this team. As am I. Um, but you're right. I think the prevailing, the improvement trajectory that the Bonnies are on right now, coupled with the fact that they're at home. Um, and I also don't know how well Florida Gulf Coast will execute against whatever zone or junk defense uh, Schmidt decides to deploy here. That's always kind of the wrinkle with Schmidt. He's kind of, you know, surprise you on the defensive end. Um, and their offensive execution is always there. It's just a matter of how gives the talent and the talent always improves because Smith is a player developing whisper as he's long been known. So I say it away, Jim, but my gut does feel like Florida Gulf Coast, just the better team. And that maybe St. Bonnie's due for a little bit of a stinker in this low of finals week. Wrong. Okay. Sorry. Thought I tried. <laughs> I hope. We'll see. I, I'm, I'm with Kai. I'm on a, a bad number at minus four. You think had no Gulf idea Coast is a better team? Down. You would have this blow three? I on a neutral, I have Florida Gulf Coast, my favorite. Yeah. I really like this Gulf Coast team. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> I guess uh, I can't punish them for losing by thirty to Florida. Look at their, look at Florida their roster. Beats everybody by thirty. I saw, I yeah, saw Carolina's top that, ten team, so it doesn't matter. 
I saw a comment in the chat that Bonnie's uh, not a good favorite. They're five and two against the spread as a favorite. I know. Anecdotally, they're not a good favorite, good but they favorite. have this. Especially yeah. All of those favorite. are at home. They're five yeah. and zero oh as a home favorite this yes. year. They've uh, they've covered eleven straight home games. Like it's not right. a complete it's a tough place split. Jinx. Yeah. Or maybe it's maybe it is a jinx, but <laughs> probably is a jinx now. Right. Yeah. Whoops. Uh, all right. <laughs> next up on the outline, Missouri State at Oral Roberts. It, it gets kind of grim quickly on the slate today, guys. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot uh, of juice, or a lot of meat on the bone. But Matthew, you sounded like you found some value in this one. Yep. Best bet coming up. And it's a 20 minute subsection bet, Jim. A first half, Oral Roberts minus one and a half is my best wager of the evening. The line got pounded up to minus eight this morning. It actually opened higher than I thought it would at minus six and a half, I believe. Um, It's very clearly the market is sniffing the stench that's coming out of Missouri State. At least that's what I'm sniffing. A lot of local reports bemoaning the offense that Dana Ford is running, which basically is no offense. Um, on top of the fact they lost their point guard, Matthew Lee, earlier in the year. Compounding effect has ruined this offense. They just attempt a program record 41 threes last game. This is not an offense or roster that should be shooting 41 threes. That's not by design. That's by lack of better alternative. Um, defensively, they're not great either. Just a lot of issues. And I'm looking to fade it. And I think Earl Roberts uh, riding a little red hot streak coming off Mr. Max Acemas, 2000 point club. Congratulations, Mr. Max. Um, hopefully no letdown hangover in this one after that kind of like coronation thing last game, but I think they're just better and they uh, emphatically stop on the bears. Kai, oh, excuse game? me. Passing to me. <laughs> Thank you. I kind of left it <laughs> as a dead spot there. Sorry. No transition. Uh, it's bad. Yes. It's unprofessional. I, I like or Roberts as well in this game. Uh, full game number is pretty high. I, I, I think you're <clears throat> on the right side with the first half. Their resume looks pretty good right now. Their only losses are at St. Mary's at Houston at Utah State. Just about every team in the country loses those games. Uh, and now they're hosting a Missouri State team, Matt, that I agree is kind of in disarray. You do see the fan forums calling for Ford's head already. The pieces just haven't meshed very well. It's a team of totally new players, except for one guy, Donovan Clay. They went seven for 41 from three last game. That's not good. That's probably going to correct itself, but still not great. Uh, and the continuity here, Jim, between Oral Roberts and Missouri State, the players, it's not even close. One team is well-oiled. One team is still figuring things out. So I, I do lean towards or Roberts here, even at seven and a half, eight points. Yeah. We've pretty consistently thought of Dana Ford's teams as better at home too. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, they get a little bit of a juice. Uh, they, the pressure, the the energy they fly around with is definitely more significant at home. Now they head to the maybe center, Matthew uh, at Oral Roberts, a, a place I tried to break into last summer when I was driving back from Las Vegas. Break into is a successfully is a term. No, I failed. I just mm-hmm. checked a couple doors. I didn't try to break in, but uh, yeah, no, I, I you get the best player in the floor with Ace Miss. You get the better coach, and you get a defense that's actually a little better than I realized. Uh, Oral Roberts, not the total sieve that they've been in the past. Hunter Van Over. Yeah, Vanover's completely made uh, scoring inside much more difficult. He's an alien. He's like a a, a human walking stick, like the bugs. He's so long and skinny. Uh, but their two-point percentage defense is actually much, much better than it's been in the past. And if teams stop making threes at 38% against them, they'll actually look like they have a good defense. So mm-hmm. I'm with you, Matt. Lean towards Earl Bob. I adjusted them up recently. Haven't been giving them enough credit for some of their results. Uh, just couldn't quite get there on the number. I hope you roll in the first half. I hope I do, too. All right, let's go to chat mob. First section here, Matthew, I believe you are my czar. I am. Uh, Leg Show Magazine asked about the Manhattan um, game under. We don't have that on the outline, do we? No, it sounds right to me, Kai. Ugly, gross. I guess key question mark is Josh Roberts from a personnel perspective. Yeah, it definitely is. And I don't know which way that would go. Josh Roberts is their big guy. He's a really good shot blocker, good defender. You could argue that could 
actually skew towards the overs if he's out. Um, no play on the, on the total there. I lean towards Manhattan on the number on the side, um, even with those guys in question. Yeah, they've Brent, been oh, shorthanded. Both uh, Manhattan has. We'll, we'll see though if yep. that if those guys are back. I think it was they had flu, so I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Renzo Bros asked about Mississippi Valley State Tulsa. That is on the outline, Renzo Bros. Yes, my Delta Dogs are on the outline. So stay tuned for that uh, conversation coming up. Man, not a lot else. Ray Ryan asking about Youngstown State minus seven against Southern. I think they took some money early today. Uh, the the Penguins did, I believe, got bet up to minus eight. I, I don't have a eight strong a take here, right guys. Now, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I Southern's interesting, Jim. They play really hard defensively, but they foul like crazy. So I just think their games end up turning into free throw shooting contests with just too much variability to uh, to get involved in. Yeah, Youngstown State, really good free throw shooting team. So if you're into that, then I think it kind of tilts a little towards the Penguins. Yep. I, the only thing that would spook me is a lazy uh, finals week effort against a SWAC team that's up doing a little bit of a road trip, but Youngstown State's way better. Xavier only shot 18 free throws last game, and I say only because I believe they were in the bonus five minutes into the first half or something. It was three, like three minutes into the second Three half minutes in the first half, okay. Game. Or second half. Well, there you go. Yeah. Um, so free throws will be pivotal if you're back in the Penguins there. Uh, last one here from our King Russ. Um, we're happy to break down Avatar 2. I don't really have any hot takes on it, but as an aside, I haven't seen it. My Well, Jim, obviously we didn't see it last night. We were consuming it. wings. Uh, Green Bay Stanford. Line feels high to me. On the outline? I don't, it's on the outline too, man. All right, let's go back to the outline. There's no outlines bleak for so two sections of chat mob today. Yeah, dig hard. Yeah, I mean, there's probably going to be three games we haven't discussed yet that we could do in chat mob mm-hmm. section two. But back to the outline that give us two or get us to Delaware at Princeton. Matt, you successfully backed uh, the Princeton Tigers for a squeaky cover against Ooh, Iona. Close. We somehow middled that together. My five and a half. You're plus seven. Rock on. That was fun. How do you see your Tigers today? Are they going to be uh, on the right side of another cover? I think it's a tough spot for him, man. That was a big, big game. Uh, Henderson talked about it before coming in, how you know hyped they were, how dialed in they were, gave a hell of an effort for 30 minutes, and then the Iona pressure just just got to him late down the stretch. Um, coming back here to play Delaware on two days rest, I think Delaware started to find itself. Uh, Jair Davis, their star, was sort of not great to start the season. It seems like he's playing much better as of late. Not a great matchup, though, against Princeton because I think their strength is inside, which can negate Davis. I don't know, Kai. I did think the opener was a little bit too high at eight. Now it's down to seven, so I got no yeah. action. I know. I was kind of hoping it would, it would go the other way. I was going to step in on Delaware, but the market is betting the hens, and I, I agree with the move. Um, they haven't been terrible this year. They they struggled out of the gate for sure, and you mentioned that with Davis. They've beaten Colgate and Davidson, though, this year. They've beaten Siena, which is kind of a good win now, and they have a very talented duo with Davis and Jameer Nelson, Jimmy Nelson Jr. But Princeton's awesome. They have no good wins. They did lose the Navy and Hofstra. They barely beat Marist Northeastern, but a couple blowout victories has them pretty high in the analytics. I was very impressed with them against Iona. The question here, Jim, is will Delaware's defense be disciplined enough to stop all the cutting action of the Princeton offense? I say TBD there. Their defense has been kind of a sieve this year. Tigers likely score at will. I do think Tosan is a good matchup on Davis, like Matt hinted at. I just think seven points might be a little bit too high. I think Delaware can hang around. Yeah, I, I took the eight, Kai. So I, yeah. I think that coming down makes sense. I, I agree with it. Uh, but yeah, Princeton is really solid and kind of a different version. This isn't like the Tosan and four shooters. They're just going to bury threes and play no defense. Like they have size. They're more of a, a rim team. I saw somebody in the chat mentioned Keyshawn Kelman. He's been fantastic for them. He'll probably help out on Davis. 
so I kind of lean towards the over as well, but that's more, it might be a wrong thinking because this is such a different version of Princeton than we've seen in the past. So yeah, like Delaware, not giving it out at the current number, but I think, I think it's going to be closer than seven would be my guess. All right, next up, Matt, you, you tried to get to it, but you don't, you, you got to wait and talk about it now. Green Bay, the Phoenix heading out West to Stanford, a team we don't think of as a super strong, big favorite. Um, numbers tick down ever so slightly seeing Stanford minus 24 at bet rivers right now. Any take for you on side or total? I'm going to hockey pass this one to Kai because he was in person for Wisconsin versus Stanford, which mm-hmm. very interesting parallel uh, with this matchup. I'm not going to say Wisconsin green Bay are carbon copies, but they have many similarities in how they play. Obviously green Bay coached under Will Ryan. He does employ a lot of the swing principles, although he's tried to modernize their offense to some degree, but it's like from Stanford's angle, they basically played a way better version of the team they're going to play today in a baseball stadium with like the worst situation. They didn't fare well in that game, Kai. Like, does that bode well for them here? That was like the only angle I was trying to pick apart, but I don't know. I feel like I was reaching. The Stanford Wisconsin game? Yeah. That's like a correlator to this played one. Zero stock in that game. It was in a baseball okay. stadium. It was an impossible to see. It was gross all around. Uh, this is Green Bay's third game in six days. They're traveling from Minnesota. They just played St. Thomas. They are missing Garen Davis and Ziegler, uh, one of their main ball handlers. Probably still out. I don't know. Finding information on Green Bay is very hard. Uh, we know they're bad, but my question here is, will there be enough possessions for Stanford to win by more than 25 points? I'm not sure. They have blown out a team this year. They blew out Cal Poly. I think that's pretty impressive. It is. Uh, but Pacific hung around, and this is by far the worst team Stanford has played. They will have no answer. and They will have no answer in the paint. Renault. Uh, they're Max, Maxime Renault, he's French. He's going to have a huge game. Physically, there's nobody that really matches Jones or Ingram, though Ingram's been kind of bad this season. This this game, though, Jim could play in the low 60s possession-wise. And even though Green Bay might not score 50, 25 is too many points for me to lay. Yeah, I, this was a stay away. Uh, Green Bay, they've been a big dog twice. They got blown out by Georgetown, of all teams, but then they mucked it up with Wisconsin, which they do every year most of the time. Uh, or at least they slow the game down. I don't think they've covered the last two, uh, but they did cover this year. They, they they hung around in that one. Stanford feels closer to Wisconsin than they do to Georgetown in the sense of playing slower. Like you said, Kai, yeah. a team that's going to be in the half court and not overwhelm them with possessions and athleticism in the open floor like Georgetown did. So I would probably lean a, bit, a little bit towards Green Bay here, but not something I'm betting. I, I don't love these teams going two time zones away for a, strange road trip I and mean, i guess they're staying west and going to oregon state after this mm-hmm. but um it, it's just not super appealing to me so it, it feels like a good stay away next up chicago state at southern illinois big yeah. in-state battle here it's i wanted to i wanted to get the cougs on the slate because I love it. a they've been my most whack-a-mole team of the entire season I, I can't get on the right side no matter if i'm backing them fading them it, it just doesn't work for me so no surprise Hard stay away here. My number does lean the Salukis, but I don't want to mess with Chicago State right now. They're actually playing really well, especially on offense. Yeah, there was a time when fading Chicago State was automatic. You would make a lot of money by doing that. But now they've covered three in a row. They've covered four of the last five. They're seven and five against the spread overall, and they have outright wins against Valpo and Southern Indiana, Matt. This is not your father's Chicago State team. This is not no, your older brother's not, okay. Chicago State team. No, it's certainly not. It's a brand new team. Also, Southern Illinois. I love this team. I love their coach. I love their players. One in seven against the spread last eight games. Not great. They have a ton of experience. 
I don't know really. I don't really know why they're not living up to expectations ATS wise. They do have a win against Oklahoma State, but a couple other efforts have been very questionable. They don't really crash the glass. SIU gets back in transition. That's kind of their thing. So Chicago State's awful defensive rebounding is not really going to hurt them that much. Maybe the transition takeaway hurt Chicago State TBD. The line might be a little bit low, but I'm not fading the Cougars anytime soon. They're one of the most unpredictable teams in the country, in my opinion. Yeah, I kind of think SIU suffocates them on defense. I really do. I know you mentioned they've been struggling Kai against the spread. But I look at the results, like a couple of bad spots uh, sprinkled in there, like Indiana State, uh, Alcorn State's the ultimate feisty Tarleton type dog. I don't put a ton of uh, blame on them for that one. They beat a good Cal Bap team. I, I think this team's still really good. UNLV, they were controlling that game for most of the first half. They're awesome defensively. I'm all the way in on their defense. It's just they can they score enough to cover the number, right? Um, against Chicago State's defense, I kind of think they can. But I think Jim made the best point, which is Chicago State looks like really good right now. I mean, the fact that you went into Martin and you came back, went to OT, and then went to Murray State two days later, whatever, and then basically almost beat Murray State, like that team's really good. So, yeah, I'm not trying to fade Chicago State, plain and simple. Yeah, I think there's a chance Chicago State cracks after Just those cracks, two efforts. 100%. Like, yeah, huge comeback against Martin, go to overtime, lose huge collapse against Murray state lose. Like that's gotta be deflating those two games back to back. You stay on the road here against uh, an SIU team. That's going to play you super physical. I I don't think the Chicago state team is going to quit. I think they're too well coached, but it does feel like, ah, it's just, this isn't our best effort. We're not going to be there. I do think Chicago state makes tough shots and you have to do that against SIU's D because they take away a lot of the easy stuff. You're not getting cuts or layups. Um, And they've got some individual, creators with Cardet and Corbett, those guys can can score, but it's a stay away from me, unfortunately. Last one on the outline, Matthew, you said it, your Delta Devs, they are here. They're headed to Tulsa, continuing a road trip. They were just at Wichita State. Do you think MVSU can keep it close against a Tulsa team that's still pretty young and figuring itself out under new coach Eric Conkle? Yeah, I do. I think Tulsa's bad. Like, I think Conkle is basically like, ah. Eh. I don't know if we have the right guys here to run what I would run. So I, I thought this Tulsa team would be really good. I I kind of like the roster on paper, and I like Conkle as a coach, but you put them together, and it just hasn't hasn't fit that well. Um, now, I, and I do think this is kind of an exam week, maybe a little spot that Mississippi Valley State could, could, could pounce on. Maybe get one of those Terry Collins against Mizzou games when he's just going off, making every shot under the sun. This game stays closer for longer than you think, Kai. And we saw Tulsa play with its food. Uh, was that last week? It's just it's not a good team as a favorite. So a lot sets up for Mississippi Valley State. I didn't bet them, um, but I would lean that way pretty hard. Yeah, I don't know if Tulsa's been that great or that bad, really. But as a 21-point favorite, yeah, yeah I, I don't like them as that for sure. Uh, Mississippi Valley State has been kind of feisty this year against the spread, kind of like Chicago State. They're 7-4 against the spread. They're also 7-3 to the under which I think is the real play here, and I'll kick it to Jim in a second. But they play really slow. They're terrible offensively. Their last five games, they've scored 48, 52, 38, 45, and 51 points. They're just not scoring a lot of points right now. And even though Tulsa's shown a willingness to run under Conkle, their offense just isn't that powerful to, to overwhelm and score 90, 100 points tonight. Sam Griffin's the best player on the floor. He's Tulsa's best player. He'll get his. But I think the Delta Devils can get a little scrappy here and keep it within 21, lean towards the under as well, Jim. Yep, under best bet for me here. Please, no overtime. It's a 20-point spread. There shouldn't be overtime. Freaking (laughs) overtime. God, it's infuriating. Uh, But, Matt, what you said about the sleepy spot finals week, I think is big for the under, where Tulsa's not, like, locked in to run it up the gut every time down the floor and push the pace and and get into uh, quick shots. 
And like I said, Mississippi Valley State is crawling under George Ivory offensively. They're slow. They don't have anybody that can put the ball in the basket. So they're just trying to muck the game up and keep it as ugly and slow as possible. Give them a chance to hang around. I love the under here. Uh, I know it's been bet up a point in the market, which surprised me a little bit. Maybe they see uh, the Delta Devils as a pace taker against Tulsa, but I don't think Tulsa is going to push it as hard, like I said. So yeah, under 136 and a half. That would be my best bet. We've revealed all our best bets now, so that's just going to be uh, going through the motions at the end. But Matt, anything else from the chat mob before we recap? Uh, no, nothing. Yes, oh, wait, no, yeah, sorry. South Florida <laughs> minus 11 versus Dartmouth from uh, Matt B. I mean, I don't know. South Florida, I think, is actually improving a little bit. Dartmouth's starting to kind of tank. I know they have had some injuries here. Jim, any questions or any take on this game, I should say? Yeah, Dartmouth's a different team without Cornish. He's their best shooter. He missed last game. I don't know how they came back and snuck inside the number against BU after getting down 21 to two, but I am not anxious to back them here. And Keyshawn Bryant, who warmed up for South Florida last game, but then sat is supposed to be available in play. And I think that helps South Florida. Uh, apologies. I, the biggest, most interesting game for me, we have not discussed and the chat is blowing up the uh, former now as they should. Cal Poly Weber state, Mr. McKeon, this game is at Cal Poly. The Mustangs just went into Seattle and scared the pants off of Washington. The Huskies had to go to a full-court press to pull off a late victory there. Now they return back home. Quick turnaround, I will say. Despite the fact they are at home, it is a quick turnaround. I like Weber State. Uh, a known betting group bet, Kyle Pollard, earlier today, pushed the line up to six. And for that, I thank them because I hopped right in on my Weber State Wildcats. Yep, Raz took minus four, Kyle Pauly. Uh Kyle Pauly is way better team. But Weber State is getting a little scrappier, I think, Matt. I, we've read some good things about their squad. Uh, I would not bet plus five and a half right now, but I would lean towards your way. Fun fact, Dustin Kohler, or sorry, Dyson Kohler, Dustin Kohler? Dyson, Dyson. Dyson and Junior Ballard both used to play mm-hmm. on Kyle Pally. Now they are on Weber. We talked about the revenge angle. Those guys are just like we dishing out insiders. Scattered. All, no, I haven't been. It just feels like it wins a lot. Um <laughs> So I don't the know. Data says, the data uh, says hmm, 72% ATS. Yeah, wow, man, so lock, it. boom, hit it. <laughs> yeah. It's, I think, down to five and a half now. I'd wait for six. If you can find a six out there, I think I'd It's not going back to six, I don't think. It was down again. Yeah, not when, not when Raz gave out four. If it ever gets four again, people are just going to hammer it again. So I, I lean towards Weaver, too. But it's not in the outline, so I won't belabor it. Anything else, Matt, from chat? Uh, Do we hit every no. game? Incarnate word, Bethune-Cookman. I like Bethune-Cookman. That's all I have to say on that one. Cool. Yeah. I, Bethune is so erratic. They have more talent than they've shown this year, but I don't know that they're altogether. Bethune well smacked Chicago State, which looks really impressive. It's something I never thought I'd say. So, yeah, that felt like the Chicago State cracking it. And that was the game up at Chicago State, and they got smashed by Bethune. So awesome. Uh, all right. I believe oh, I'll that keep is it. Best it. bets. Yeah. Recap uh, Oral Roberts, first half minus four and a half. Beautiful. It's a winner. Uh, okay. Okay. Georgetown plus 10 and a half. Yikes. Yikes, he says. Okay. He's very excited about it. Um, and I am Tulsa, Mississippi Valley State under 136 and a half. That's it for today. Make sure you like the video. If you're not subscribed to the channel, please do that. Help out Field of 68 Best Bets. That's it for today. Holy, holy cow. We got a big one tomorrow. So we're going to be geared up, amped up for it tomorrow, 10 15 a.m. Central. See you all there. I'm sure we'll go right up to 11 a.m. talking all kinds of games, but we're excited for it. Enjoy the Friday. See you back here tomorrow. Cheers.